So we're back. It's the Big Go Belt Wrestling Podcast for another one, DJ Khaled style. Uh, I'm Jamal, uh, your host this evening, and we have uh, two chambers on the guy on my left. Yeah. And we have from the big three Black Geeks podcast, threeblackgeeks.com and all of that. Uh, CJ. Hey, hey sir. What is up, man? Two chains. What's up, man? What's up, dude? So Welcome today back. we're going to talk about the little movie that could triple threat. Um, it <laughs> is probably a movie that you, if you haven't heard of it by now, if you haven't heard of it by now, then you've probably seen it. If you haven't heard of it by now, then you will be seeing it this weekend uh, because it is a damn interesting movie. Uh, we're going to get into a little bit of that right now. So let, before we give our opinions and our, our thoughts on it, let me just give like the brief, briefest, brief synopsis. Also, can you just can you just make it very clear that Triple Threat is not Triple Frontier? <laughs> it's two differences. <laughs> it's, it's two different movies, people. There's one more person asked me about it. I'm really going to lose my shit. Like it's. Two I mean, different movies, I mean don't get don't get it twisted. Both of them are really good movies, anyway. Yeah, just so. just two different. We're, we're talking triple threat here. <laughs> triple threat. I, you will never hear me mention Triple Frontier. <laughs> triple Threat, the one with the three Asians. <laughs> yeah. All right, go ahead, buddy. So, uh, Triple Threat stars really everybody. Uh, you know, Tiger Chin. Uh, Tony Jaw, Eco Uwais, uh, Scott Atkins, Michael Jai White, Michael Bisping, uh, G.J. Yannon, uh, who you may remember for the movie Chocolate, uh, Thailand movie from uh, 2004 or five, something like that. Yeah. Um, a hell of a martial, art- martial artist in her own right. And the long and short of it is, is that we meet up with uh, these Western mercenaries, Michael Jai White and um, Tiger Chin and um, Tony Jaw are, are their like local guides and they're trying to save this village or so we think except low-key they go rogue and they're just trying to um break out their boss scott atkins and um do who has some dirty work for them to do um not really feeling the westerns uh, hospitality as they you know murder an entire village uh tony jaw eco and um tiger chen try to right the wrongs and um go on their own way to uh, infiltrate the uh, Western group and stop them from assassinating a um, Chinese entrepreneur who wants to develop in this fictional Southeast Asian country whose name really doesn't matter. Honestly, it's Thailand. I don't know why they didn't just say that it was Thailand, but (laughs) (laughs) but if you really want to know where Maya Jaya is, uh, don't look it up. Carmen San Diego, never been there. Uh, So the story for, for, we can get we can get to uh, what you guys think in, in a second, but for me the story is um, it, it's it's pretty basic. You don't really have to think too hard about it because honestly, we're really here uh, for the matchups, and it's not it is one. It's not like a John Wick type of gunplay revenge movie. This is your trio of do-gooders, your you know trio and slash small army of, of bad guys and antagonists, and uh, they're going to have it out. So let me ask uh, you, CJ, first. Um, do you think 
this was one of those movies that uh, we, we saw coming. Like when you first heard about it and you saw the names, and you saw the people come together. Uh, what did you initially think of it, and 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 how it came, and versus how it actually came about? Uh, I when I saw the list of people and stuff, I was already hyped because um, I watched uh, I watched the hell out of uh, Man of Tai Chi mm-hmm. with um, Tiger Chin, and you know I love the Raid series and such. Uh, so I already off the break was already in uh, more than anything else. I think the only person on the list and stuff that I kind of was very much questioning was uh, Michael Bisping, <laughs> just because. I'm not saying I'm a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan of him, but it was just like, huh, he's kind of odd man now, considering everybody is like pretty much an accomplished martial artist in some sort of way, you know. But um, I was uh, very, I was very much hype. Oh, that's cruel. It's cruel, but it's like Michael Bisping seemed like he's odd man out a little bit to me. The, the thing, I mean, the thing about as a person he, that doesn't know MMA, I 100% agree with that. The thing about it is, he is an accomplished martial artist he's just not an accomplished martial artist on the big screen yeah on the big stage of usc he's absolutely you know up there with the great so but that's yeah. that's a that's a fair assessment and which is yeah. it's really great because it goes into my point where um it's crazy me and jamal talked extensively about this but i'll just talk about michael bisping and give back to jamal it is really good that in in typical in typical movies where uh, MMA uh, fighters typically don't get a good showing, we've seen Ronda Rousey in Fast and the Furious. She was about uh, 22 also. That was exactly. not very good. That's, that, that's, thank you for bringing it up, too. The only time I've ever seen a good a good fighter get a good showing was actually uh, uh, GSP in Winter Soldier. But, that was the most mobile GSP has ever looked oh, ever. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> my My God. But yeah, um, it was it was good that Michael Bisping got a fair showing in this movie. Yeah. And not just that, you did get to see how his 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 skill set is definitely different from everyone else. His execution, his IQ about uh, tactics of fighting people, you saw it on display. And, and for you know the guys who doesn't watch UFC or uh, or any type of MMA at all, um, you you did see a lot of his sparring techniques being utilized in the movie, which was super authentic and I truly appreciate what they did with him in this movie yeah. so what for, so for both of you guys uh what do you say to the people that says that this is just an expendables ripoff or it. it's it's not but that's the that's the funny thing about this is that it never came off like an expendables ripoff like when you watch the expendables right you look at who what the, the expendables is made up of basically old school from the 80s and 90s action stars with the splice of like, you know, Terry Crews and um, uh, what's his face? Uh, um, God damn, what the fuck is that dude's name? MMA dude. Um, oh, uh, Randy Couture? Oh, Randy yeah, Couture. Randy, yeah, Randy yeah. Couture and stuff. But everybody else is people that you've seen in the 80s and 90s and possibly early 2000s that have been out here kicking ass and taking names and stuff. And then the third one introduced Ronda Rousey and all these other new people and stuff. So with this one, it's not really expendables. It's basically, hey, these are people that are still doing action movies to this day, still. Like, yeah. I don't even call it that expendables. It's just like, no, these people are still doing it to this day. They ain't, they ain't has-beens, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so, my... I was going to say, my easy answer is that this movie actually worked. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we have an all-star cast, but, like, it worked. It wasn't just a big abundance of names and you know, one-liners between each other and, and, and whatever, but like this absolutely worked. And what I mean, what I mean by worth is that 
you did get to get a good display of everyone's significance of their style of 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 of, of uh, martial arts, mm-hmm. as well as the combinations of 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 them fighting each other that you you didn't even know. I mean, it's quick to be ignorant here and say two people know karate because they're Asian, so whatever. But it's not that at all. Yeah. By no means, no no stretch of it. And uh, Jamal brought up a good point, which I I'm sure he'll get to at some point. That again, this movie just really it, it, it just was a, a great appreciation for anybody who loves these type of movies to see an all star cast all put together in the movie, and it just it was just fluent. It was absolutely art in its purest form in martial arts. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. I, I, I'm going to say that that's uh, you know kind of a point that I am getting to about what I liked about it the most, and I guess we can kind of run through that a, a bit now uh, personally. I did like the most that this was a really uh, cohesive film. Um, yes, the story is pretty bare bones, but as far as you know, a lot of the setups, a lot of the setups to different matchups, not really so much insofar as foreshadowing, but just like the things that you didn't know that you needed. We get you know Tony Jaw versus Eco off the break, and, and you're like, well, <laughs> I don't need to see the rest of the movie. Yeah. I, I mean. Do I need to pay twice? I mean, I think I may owe AMC ten dollars. So yeah, and then and then the ending was like you know pretty legit. Scott Atkins playing a bad guy, which doesn't really happen too often. And also with the story, if you watch the trailer and versus like the pre-release press, and from a Western perspective, it's these Western guys that I know and generally like, and hopefully you are familiar with the other guys in it. And they're going to do some Western guy things and it's going to be okay. And then the story obviously gets flipped as now we have three Asian protagonists in a movie battling the West for, you know, essentially moral superiority mm-hmm. um, as this as it relates to the relevance of the story. And I think that's something that we don't see enough of in the world generally in movies. Uh, this isn't a white savior film. Hell you know, this is... Not at all. This is quite actually the opposite of that, and which was a different perspective coming into uh, the film based on trailers and, and reactions. Yeah. So let's just go around once. Uh, what was the biggest thing that stood out for you uh, in, in the film? Uh, go ahead, CJ. Um, I think the final fight. Well, actually, it's really just the action set pieces themselves because, like you said, it's the thing. It's like the movie knew. Okay, we're going to pair these these two people up to fight. Okay, we're gonna pair these two people to fight because they didn't fight and they didn't they haven't fought yet. All right, let's pair these people up and it made sense. It wasn't just like forced fighting yeah. and stuff. It was like everybody got a chance to kind of touch each other in some sort of way, you know. And and I think maybe because of the director is a stunt coordinator, anyways, that's probably why this movie, the fight scenes and everything was so cohesive and stuff to where you only needed a bare minimum story anyway. So um but I think the f- finale, the finale of this movie is what would really kind of set it off, if anything, because they were able to just go all out <laughs> and nobody looked weak. It, nobody looked weak at all. Like, I, I, you know, I was worried Michael John White was going to get like shortchanged, and I was like, oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, 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 wait your turn. Wait your turn. <laughs> I, was like, I was worried that he was going to get shortchanged. He didn't feel shortchanged, but, you know, there were times where I'm like, he should be doing more, but I don't mind his quips. But I think the final fight, it was fine for what it is. Could have been better. Yeah. 
but I was fine with it. You got the, there's going to be something in there that's going to be like uh, lacking, but it's not nothing that's going to hurt the movie. But I did enjoy the finale and stuff, and everybody kind of getting their hands on um, what's his face in in the final fight and stuff. So it was Scott actually Atkins. Scott Atkins. It was pretty good. Scott Atkins, like you said, when he's playing a villain, he's on fire, you know, mm-hmm. big time and stuff. You know, from his little short stint as a bad guy in Undisputed Two, and then boom, he's in Expendables Two as the bad guy, and then now this. It's like okay, cool. I'm I'm fine with this. So I still think Scott Atkins doesn't get a lot of credit that he he really deserves. So yeah, yeah. I, Absolutely. I'm going to say my positive view too. CJ said a lot of good things. Is that um, in a martial arts movie, and I and I will directly point to the raid two. The raid one was amazing. It it hit every element of what you want in a martial art, old school martial arts movie, and added, you know, new new and current movie tactics that works that that made it work in on in America. Um, with this movie. I think they just upped the ante of the Ray One, where they had a plot, a story that worked, mm-hmm. but the action was there. The action was not shortchanged. The action wasn't even forced. It worked for what the story wanted to do. It provided it provided the martial arts fans exactly the experience you want, but also made it an enjoyable movie for anybody who may not be, you know, on par with some of these names. You know, that may just like one or two persons. So, like, I literally think that this movie did something so special that either you walked in here only liking one person walking out liking all six or seven yeah. mm-hmm. or or just an appreciation of like i never knew who this person is now i need to go research and watch other movies and i think that's like i think that's brilliant but my problem is i just feel like this movie just deserved more than a one day run in the theater like it just it just was such a good movie i understand that the promotion and the marketing wasn't behind it i understand that it's going on vod but when this movie and 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 the considering uh, listening to the making of the movie afterwards, considering that this was a three year project, I believe it was of them wanting yeah. to do this. Yeah, you know, I feel like, uh, and and this is obviously speaking as a fan, I feel like when there's so much heart invested in this that they actually deserve for this to get a bigger a bigger run and push. I, mean, this, I got an answer for that, but I'll let Jamal go before I go into that because there's an answer for that actually. Okay. It's just it's just too much star power here for me. And the story worked. It worked yeah. for it, it it worked for the bit screen that um I feel like it could have got a better run. But nonetheless, this was an amazing movie. Um I it just was it was really good and, and to counteract what CJ said Michael Jai White got shorted. Of any, no one got shorted. <laughs> everyone shined. Everyone had well. Everyone had good combinations of fighting styles that we didn't know we wanted. Um, Michael Bisping had a come out party, if, if I must say. Scott Atkins, the big boss, looked super strong. Michael Jai White death was like. You trying to play your friend in Mortal Kombat and he pulls the controller out on you and you're just sitting there like, come on, dude. Like, yeah, like really, this is what you want to do for, for a win? You know, it just it was <laughs> I felt robbed. That's all I'm gonna say. But nonetheless, the movie, the movie, the movie was great. All right. So CJ, if you got an answer for it, let's hear it, man. All right. So I worked in a mom and pop video store for a while, and um the martial arts DVDs were that and the black entertainment movies were kind of like the big sellers in our store. So I always had wondered why we never got a lot of these kind of martial arts type movies in theaters. Cause I remember at one point, the last one we got was, what was it? Um, 
I think before the raid, I forgot it was a um, Jet Li movie. It was one of those martial arts epics type movies. Um, did. Um, uh, Immortal. It might have been Immortal, something like that. He that came out in theaters, right? Yes. And what I, and what I noticed is that after that, you did like I don't know whether it's a Hollywood thing or maybe these businesses feel it's not worth the money. I'm sorry, pay. not a fearless, not immortal. Yeah, fearless. Yeah, fearless. Um, they never like. I feel I don't know whether it's the companies that feel it's it's a waste to try to put a lot of money into pushing these movies in theaters so much as that putting them on DVD is better because like the raid and raid two they came to American theaters and they made decent money but they weren't like blowing up the box office you know so it's like with this movie I see why the company didn't put in the theaters because it's a lot of money just to get into X amount of theaters. And considering all the movies that's coming out now, that shit would have got overshadowed. Fair point. Especially when you got... Um, yeah, I mean, the, the short Marvel. answer is... Yeah, Captain Marvel's out. You got all these, and it's like triple threat. It would have made money, but I don't think it would have made like huge amounts to offset how much they would have spent putting it out in theaters and stuff. So, Yeah, I, I want to uh, agree. And I think that the short answer is uh, distribution. Yeah, um, Yeah. That's that's really what it comes down to. Uh, the distribution company was WellGo USA, uh, and they distribute a lot of Chinese and Korean movies uh, to the U.S. Usually within the, within a few weeks of release um, in its original country, mm -hmm. and for this to be picked up by them and not like a bigger independent studio like Sony Pictures Classics or Lionsgate or something like that is pretty telling of the push that they're going to have in the U.S. market anyway. Yeah. Um, so the fact that they got a one day, one show release was probably, you know, a, right on time for them because they know it is coming to Netflix and it's going to be in 100 million homes uh, come the weekend. OK, yep. Yep. so I, I think for that reason, now if it were if it were a one day deal and not released on, on video on demand or Netflix or wherever, then I would be then. Yes, that is a disservice to the movie because it deserves better than that. Uh, I do think that there is something about seeing a movie in the theater, and I do think that that seeing a movie on Netflix just at home, no matter how good it is or where you see it, uh, whether it's Netflix or Hulu or Amazon, it does cheapen the experience. Oh yeah, there's, there's no there's no big budget feel. Well, well, there, well possibly, but they, but you do. It's not a big budget feel. Uh, if you're watching the Avengers for the first time, if you're watching Infinity War for the first time on Netflix. So unless you have like one of those big 4K TVs, yeah, the theater experience does help in terms yeah. of getting mm -hmm. a feel for it and stuff. And this movie, like, look, for me, I didn't get a chance to see it in theaters because I was watching us. So it was like, all right, I'll catch it on Netflix and stuff. And then when I'm watching it, like I said, good quality. I'm watching this stuff. And I was like, I gotta imagine if I was watching this in theaters, it would pop so good. Yeah. Excuse yeah. me. I'm just gonna say something real quick. Uh -oh. <laughs> um, Immediately in this movie, I was going to say that the I felt like the uh, women was getting uh, passes in this movie because there was an ample opportunity for women to absolutely get. Um, and when I say women, I mean like bystanders, not like the okay. uh, martial arts. So the bystanders, they was getting passes because obviously this was a heist movie, so you know that involves a lot of killing and all this other other good stuff. And this movie <laughs> poured on with the gore for sure. And that, one and death that in particular, point, and at one point when I said to myself, "Like, oh come on, they're not," I'm like, "No one's gonna get killed here," 
and I put my foot right in my mouth. When you want to talk about sound effects, there's this one particular part in the movie when you guys see it that you guys gonna know exactly what I'm talking about, where you're gonna wonder how did it feel to be around a crowd of people when a, a certain thing happened and the everybody in the theater just loses their shit for like at least 30 seconds. Like, I couldn't tell you what happened after that because everyone was stuck on that one moment. So. <laughs> oh, I know what moment you're talking about. Oh, I'm sitting there like... Uh, <laughs> well, I, I mean, to be fair, yeah, I, we saw it at different theaters. Uh, in my theater, uh, there was definitely one poignant moment. Um, and that was, uh, you know, wicked unfortunate. And then there was another moment in the police station, uh, just in general. That's what I'm talking um, about. Yeah, right, right, right. So... <laughs> Uh, so that was that was like another like oh shit moment um, that was a problem for a lot of people. Uh, we, we've talked about a lot about what we like, and we've talked about a lot about what uh, the movie means um, to, to have it out there. Now, what do you think the movie needs to improve on? Uh, what would you like to have seen more of from the movie? Um, I'm gonna say this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not much to be improved here. This is a good stepping stone. Maybe they can get a bigger fan base, and we'd like to see more of this. Um, I, I, I just think this worked together. You, we, we can keep talking about the Spendables comparison because it was an all-star cast, but there's nothing that I feel needs to be improved immediately besides reaching a bigger audience, and hopefully Netflix is the key to do that. Give us more of this. That's all I got. Um, I think if they did do it and stuff... Um... Kind of make an anthology kind of thing because um, back in the day, Jackie Chan, when he did Police Story, Michelle Yao's character branched off into her own movie. It'd be nice if they branched off and did like a side story to Triple Threat where it's like maybe the ladies that's in the martial arts thing right now. Do it on them or something like that. That'd be nice. Or maybe branch off on somebody else. It'd be pretty nice to actually have the kind of anthology type Triple Threat series or whatever of that ilk and stuff. Because I think this company, like you said, this company and Netflix, they can definitely keep going. Because, I mean, let's be real about this. Netflix has action movies like this on their on their platform, anyways. So this just amps it up even more. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's like I said, small things. Like I said, with the Michael John White thing and stuff, it's it's nitpicks and stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. but for the most part, I didn't really had a problem. I actually stayed with the whole movie the whole time. I never once felt I was bored, which is a good thing because they managed to keep everything paced. Because even when it slows down at one point in the movie. It's just there to service the plot for a minute, and it's like, okay, boom, let's get to the finale, let's go. Yeah, thank you for bringing up my other part too. There was really no fillers in this movie. There was one dinner scene that lasted for about fifteen to ten minutes that that provided a comedic relief. But there's no fillers in this movie. The plot rides, the action goes. It's 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 just that good. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's why I said what. That's why I said instead of like likes and dislikes. Because I really don't think there's much to dislike about the movie. Uh, there may be things that, yeah, I would like to see uh, you know, done differently. I want a little bit more of this or less of that. But there's nothing really dislikable about the film. Except the fact that Michael J. White totally got cheesed. But <laughs> that is... But that's just that's just a story thing. That's a plot thing. And, and that is what it is. Uh, but other than that, I, I really like wholeheartedly enjoyed it. Uh, we'll talk final grades in a second, but I really think that the one thing that I really wanted more of was everything. The movie was only an hour and 36 minutes. I would have been okay with it running another 20, uh, whether that's in action sequences, whether that's in um, you know, some little, little bit more exposition from the story. Um, that's, I kind of wanted more of everything, which is a good problem to have. 
because a lot of movies you kind of go, okay, uh, Lord of the Rings end already. Uh, it was great. We're done here, and this that wasn't the case with this movie. So let's let's go final grades um, before before we wrap this little uh, piece up. Uh, personally, I'm, I'm going to kick it off and say that I'm going to give it a solid B plus. I like the movie. I recommend the movie. See the movie, especially in the theater if you can. I think it's going to be one of those slept-on movies in your martial arts repertoire that you didn't know you needed to have. I think that uh, if you don't know to, or don't remember um, what Tony Jaw brings to the table because he's kind of been out of the loop in America for a while, this mm -hmm. is going to get you back in. If you yeah. don't remember Eco because, you know, Kill Shot, I mean, uh, um, Headshot was like a one-off thing a couple of years ago, and everybody's still harping on the raid from more than a few years ago. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a thing because the kid has, you know, it. Like, he has, like, he should be, I don't want to say the Jackie Chan because he's built, like, a very specific niche, but Eco should be a star in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get that man of Rosetta Stone and let him learn English. And I, honestly, God, the dude has, like, the look and obviously the physicality to be a legit star. And English um, is coming. There's no doubt. It's 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 on. Yeah. The, you see, it, it's improving for sure. Oh, so mm -hmm. absolutely. Him and Tony Jaw was like surprisingly uh, well done in English, and they had to revert back to Indonesian and Thai uh, when necessary. But and I also like that too that they didn't shy away from people speaking languages in their language because that's what you do in the world. Yes, please, um, please elaborate on that when you talked about how dialogue in certain settings was, was politically correct, so to say. Oh, yeah. Well, not necessarily, necessarily politically correct, just more so accurate. Uh, you know, uh, Iko's from Indonesia. His character was from Indonesia. He spoke Indonesian when he didn't speak English. And we know that it, you know, English isn't his first language, so it wasn't necessarily like, especially with the country being set in Southeast Asia, you don't need to speak English. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Tony Jaw, same thing. He spoke a little bit of English, but mostly Thai. Um, Tiger Chen is Chinese, and the and the um, the heroine of the movie is, or the damsel in the distress in the movie is Chinese. So they had most of the conversations in Mandarin, going back and forth. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it's not; it doesn't have to be this like, you know, you don't have to be afraid of subtitles. And I think that's a, that's a thing that hurt the raid in the West, where it's like this movie's awesome, but I'll never read a movie in my life. Get it off my TV. <laughs> and that's really unfortunate because, you know, the rate, the, the biggest, like, elephant in the room wasn't the wasn't Mad Dog or wasn't reaching the chief on the top floor. It was the subtitles for a lot of people. Which is, um, which is ironic considering in Raid 2, two of the people actually could speak English and they spoke English, like, for a couple of scenes. That was kind of, that was the wild part of Raid 2. It's like, huh. They can speak English. All right, it's not bad, you know. But yeah, I think we we and, and you see it with anime too. I think we're still in that place in America where we we see subtitles and it's like instant turn off. You know, it has to be dubbed. And I'm like, it's nothing wrong with seeing subtitles and stuff. It's just that's just what it is. You know, it is. I'm not yeah. really, unfortunately, but people just they just can't get past that that whole I got to read while watching things. So I don't know what you have, what you can do for that, honestly. Yeah, well, I mean, but that's that's the hit that you're always going to take um, on a movie with subtitles. I don't care where it's from. Yeah. Um, in in the language, I don't care what language is it, if it's in real or not. Um, but the story is still the story. Personally, yeah. Apocalypto is one of my favorite movies of all time. 
Nobody speaks that language anymore. Nope. And, and, and but here we but the story is so simple and um and, and immersive that you really don't need to speak ancient Mayan to understand what's going on. Triple threat is a similar thing with a multinational cast. So yeah, they speak all the languages. That's mm -hmm. that's okay. And, and it just adds a bit of accuracy for me. Um that I don't hear some white guy from from Sacramento of an Asian descent, you know, voicing over to, uh, Tiger Chen. Yeah. yeah, that's not that's not what I need. Um, so, what, what's your final grade on this one, uh, CJ? Um, yeah, I'm in the same same group. It's a solid B plus. So, I mean, that's a solid eight for me, easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, two chains. What about you? Same B plus, but also I think this is the best modern uh, martial arts movie of its time, just because it just it. I, I feel like it gives. It gives, it pleases its core fan base, and I feel like it will attract others. I'll be, I cannot wait to see what it does on Netflix because we know how Netflix are with their movies, and they analytically drop them at the right time, and then social media goes crazy, and movies that aren't really that good get a lot of buzz. I'll be curious to see what type of reaction that this movie gets from the people who didn't geek out to go see it when it came in for that one day. So um, I, I, I'm really appreciative of it. Of, of course, the raid is uh you know one of the last few that everyone is really high on but as a complete movie as far as story and 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 and, and action and and the, and the casting is this this is definitely one of the best yeah i would say like if we're, if we're going to like draw a hard line at the raid 2 and say that that's like the last great foreign action film not i can't argue that point but to be fair this is better than things that are not named the raid 2 like hardcore henry and Killshot, and uh, a couple others that are just like, okay, I see what you did there. It's good enough action for me. Uh, but this is definitely better than that with the cohesive story and the matchups that we needed. And one last thing that I'll say before we get out of here is I need Michael Jai White and Eco Ways in a buddy cop comedy. Damn. Yes, I do. <laughs> I need that right now. Book it. I don't care where they work. I don't care if Michael Jai White has to fly to Indonesia. And do a, like a rush hour thing. They all, they all say they love Thailand, so that's fair grounds right there. Mm -hmm. I mean, fair enough. But yep. but you know, Eco is from Indonesia, and that's like a big deal to him. So I don't care. Get his ass on the plane to Jakarta, and let's do rush hour Jakarta or something therein. But I need that movie to happen because the interactions in this film definitely gave me those vibes, and I'm definitely all for it. Right on. So before we wrap this up, any uh, any any parting shots from you guys? Uh, go see this movie and um, yeah, check out uh, me and Nadia's review of us. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's all I got. Let's end it, man. I appreciate everybody coming. It was a good time. Good movie. I hope I hope everybody uh, listens to this. Let us know what you think when it comes out on Netflix. Um, you probably can find it on whatever you find your scummy little low sources of movies nowadays. But I mean, honestly, if you're watching this on the Fire Stick, shame on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Put some respect on this movie's name for sure, for sure. But definitely give us a shout. Let us know what you think about this. And um, as always, we got more movie reviews coming out more and more often. So thank you for always listening to us. And uh, uh, we'll see you guys for our next movie reviews because the summer's heating up. So got a lot of stuff that we need to cover. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Endgame is around the corner. John Wick three, crazy stuff. Yep, yep. So, All right, let's. Well, see ya.